I want to move on to, um, and, and this is somewhat backing up. If you guys haven't heard the uh, the earlier part of this 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 interview or this discussion, uh, we talked about kind of what led us to even start this having this discussion, um, and that was you know obviously Roe v. Wade is is being potentially being overturned. It's not official, but there was an opinion that was leaked that looks like that's where we're heading. Um, and so this is the legal argument. And so um, the legal argu- argument, and I don't, there really is no legal argument. Um, well, the legal argument from the, from the left um, and what was decided in 1973 was that it was very weak, but what was kind of thrown out there was that somehow, some way the constitution by some combination of like four or five different amendments um, that this was somehow a constitutional right, um, that abortion was a constitutional right. Um, the recent opinion that has been leaked that looks like, again, we're now going to overturn that here in 2022, argues that there is nothing in the Constitution that affirms uh, abortion specifically as a right at all. And... Um, that's honestly for several reasons. There's just nothing in the constitution that affirms this right. Um, they really, it all came to, and even honestly, let's throw this out there. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the most liberal of Supreme court justices, uh, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, also agreed that it is not, uh, affirmed that co- abortion is a constitutional right using the 14th amendment, which is what, um, 1973 Supreme court tried to do as well as use try uh, use use other amendments that clearly don't fall under that. Um, so anyway, that leads us to the point that essentially there is no legal bearing to allow abortion in this country. Like there's nothing legally that says it's a right. There's nothing legally that would offer this as, um, you know, uh, an acceptable thing. Um, because in our society, we all, at least used to agree that murder is forbidden and murder is objectively wrong. So that's kind of illegal. I don't know, Aaron, if you want to add anything to that on the legal side. Um, well, that this is, I think this combines well with, uh, with the science, the science argument, you know, again, what is it? It's a baby. We see from science you know, this isn't this isn't us bringing in our you know philosophical tendencies or our you know our theological stance uh, or because we're Bible believing Christians. Uh, science shows us that. Okay, let me make this clear. Um, science. Frank Turek says this too. Science doesn't say anything. Scientists do. So, that's how. That that's how there is that debate of you know you you do have some scientists that that say you know they'll make up some weird phrasing around that you know it's not a human at conception and that's and but other scientists do say that it is and quite honestly I think it's it's way more that do but because scientists bring in their own philosophical stance and worldview on things that's why they come to different conclusions on on uh, on the evidence um, but. There are things that show that at conception, it's a human. Like I said, DNA and all, it's a whole other being. So then legally, when it comes to uh, to murder, um, the question always was, well, when does life start? Mm-hmm. It always goes back to when does life start? And 
other than this just being a, you know, a side tangent that I'm interested in, it, you know, there's some deep philosophical debates on like, what is even yeah. life? Uh, <laughs> which is fun, but, uh, but whatever your answer is on that at conception, we know it's a human period. So legally there, you, you can't get super weird with it legally. That is a human at conception. So if you kill it after that, then that's, should be murder. Um, and we say murder because it's premeditated. It's thought about, it's planned out. Um, it's not just like, you know, it accidentally happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, and I'll wrap this, this part of that up by, I mean, just simply making it clear. And I think I said this at the top of the discussion as well, um, that this, this overturning of Roe v. Wade is not outlawing abortions. Like everybody's running around with their head cut off, like a you know chicken with their head cut off because they think like, oh my gosh, I can't get any abortions anymore. That's not what this yeah. does at all. <laughs> Quite frankly, yeah. Oh dang, it might make it. It might make it more inconvenient yeah. for you to go kill your child. Sorry, yeah, that's a word. Um, inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's wrapped up in this whole discussion, honestly. But, but yeah, so that's not what at all what's happening. Just legally, like the Constitution. I mean, you can read it for yourself. And quite frankly, I don't think anybody can actually. I. I I think it's completely objective and logical to see that it's just not promised as a right in the constitution. Now you obviously may disagree. Like you may not like that, but that is very clearly not at all. It's, I mean, obviously not mentioned by word. If it was, it would make everything so much easier for the Supreme court. Um, but it's not mentioned by word obviously, but also by any type of um, just ideology or inference or implication at all within the, the constitution is it mentioned or promised as a right. Um, so therefore um, it can't be promised as a constitutional right. It's undemocratic for the Supreme court to have done what it did in 1973. Um, again, you don't have to like it, but that's why you now have the power as a, in a democracy to vote at the state level, which is what this allows people to do. Um, and so again, you, people may not like it. The pro-choice people may not, may not like it, but I do think that is legally the correct ruling, um, not because I feel like it, it supports, you know, obviously how I feel about abortion. But again, my understanding of the Constitution, my understanding of reading through and I've read through like I'm not going to say I read through the whole thing. It's like 100 pages. I read through five pages of the um, the opinion by Justice Scalia. Um, and, and quite frankly, it was super compelling um, and to me quite obvious that this should this is the right ruling to overturn Roe v. Wade and that they got it wrong in 73. Um, so moving on. Uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but kind of together, the, the mental health argument, um, I think, quite frankly, it's just you, you can't kill a person uh, and be unaffected by it. Um, and of course I understand that the left doesn't necessarily think it's a person. Um, but again, uh, and this was implied earlier, I think by something you said, Aaron too, but um, that you are, you are whatever you want to call it, you're stopping it for a reason because you know, it's going to become something that you think is going to inconvenience you, which I would call a child. Um, yes, it does change your lifestyle. I'm very, I'm, I'm sure of that, but um, but when you're stopping something, you know, it's going to become something. It could become something. Heck, it could become the president of the United States. It could be the person that, that, you know, we talk about this all the time, right? The person that, you know, uh, cures cancer or whatever the case may be. 
you are stopping the development of something that I think deep down people know has intrinsic worth and value. Um, obviously, because again, we talk about it that way. Everybody talks about it that way. Like, oh, my child can become the president. Oh, you know, and they talk about this while they're pregnant, mind you. Um, so again, that that kind of being the, the idea there that you're stopping the development of this thing that has intrinsic worth and value that I think people know deep down is the is the truth. And you cannot be unaffected by that uh, from a mental health standpoint. I think mental health, we need to discuss that because we talk about healthcare, talk about science. We talked about these things already. And the reality is because science does say this is a human, um, as much as people want to deny it, there is an after uh, after abortion effect that's had after abortions that people just generally are depressed. Um, and, and some of them do regret their abortions. Not all, I'm not gonna say all of them do. Um, like you said, I think there's people that suppress it, but, but anyway, that is the argument that there's, we, there's something to be considered there about the mental health of that, you know, the way it affects people that do have abortions. Yeah. Uh, there was, I wish I remember who it was. Uh, there, there was a woman, um, a, a celebrity type woman recently who who did come out and say that she had an abortion when she was younger, and and a day has never been a day that's gone by that she hasn't thought about that baby. Yeah, I don't remember who that was though. Um, dang, I wish I did. Uh, but yeah, you can't. Um, and this, this, this goes back to, you know, you knowing that it's a baby, uh, mm-hmm. and, and biblically speaking, you know, uh, again, I think I brought up Romans one already, but you know, the law, the, the moral law is written on everybody's hearts. So, so, but we just have different levels of suppression Yeah, and, and so you and 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 within our human depravity within our human depravity you know we we can do great amounts of evil uh you know to like i said that 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 is subjective to the person because of your level of suppression of the moral law that god has put in your heart and uh so so there are horrible evils that people that are are capable of um but just because somebody's capable like you know like a hitler is capable of doing what he did it doesn't mean he didn't wrestle with demons you know when he was when he was by himself or or yeah. he didn't you know have have issues of some sort because because there is at some point there is a there is a point where he knows what he's doing or, right. you know, or a woman knows what she's about to do uh, or a doctor or, or an abortion performing doctor knows what he's doing. And, you know, even those guys like like when I, I've seen some of those guys uh, being interviewed. I've seen videos of some. I've seen videos of some where they were an abortion doctor that had this uh this life change typically they got saved it's it's a circumstance of where they got saved and then their whole view on the situation like like they were horrified at what they have done right and they they built their whole life off of what they did 
Right. And they were horrified at it. And like, and now are completely reversing course and living their life in a way of like trying to do anything that they can to not have people do this. Um, and they were the ones doing it. Uh, yeah. and then I've also seen, seen doctors that do it, uh, talk and stuff and they've done it for years, do it regularly. And, and again, I don't know if this is, you know, maybe this is the Holy spirit inside of me. I, I don't know. But like, when I see those guys talk, there's there's an evil in their eye. There's there's something there is a callousness that they have a, a point of callousness they've reached that is just pure evil. And you know, I'll, I'll reference this again at the at the end when we do uh, give some resources. But um, perfect example of this is is Doctor Gosnell. And and there's a there's a book and a movie with with this covering this guy and his story, uh, but the guy is just evil. He's just pure evil, and and he was an abortion doctor for for thirty years and was so so far into it that he actually by doing all this he actually thought and always said that he was doing this for the good of the community. I'm doing this to help women out and I want to serve my community. And this was my way of doing it. So you, you can get to that level of depravity. You can, because as humans, we're capable of a lot. True. Um, but, but that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that he's actually right. Uh, and like I said, you can see in, in guys like that, you or just hear him talk. Like you can, you can see that something is way off. Um, and it's just that, I think it just is that performing, you know, performing evil for so long, uh, even just one, you know, uh, Abby Johnson, who, who is, uh, she used to run Planned Parenthoods. She, she won Planned Parenthood employee of the year one year. Uh, she was a regional director, that type of thing. Like she was in it. She knew she had never been in the room before though, during the, 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 the act. And what completely flipped her was when she was in the room, she, she got called, it was an emergency situation, you know, come to the room, doctor needed a hand, one of the nurses weren't available or something like that. And she had to be in there and watch on the ultrasound screen, watch him go in and pull the baby apart. And that wrecked her. Mm. But again, she had built her whole life and career on be directing Planned Parenthoods, which do what? Mostly make their money from abortions. And she, yeah. if you follow her, she even covers all that because they they try to skirt around. Uh, they try to do some uh, some shady stuff to to make the numbers. Um, yep. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But they 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 move things around to make it seem like they don't make most of their money from abortions when they actually do. And right. uh, and she explains all that because, like I said, she she was the person that ran it. Um, she was their number one golden child and, uh, and she, but she had never seen it. She had never had an abortion and she had never seen it done. And then all it took was one time seeing it done. And that was it. That's why, that's why some pro-lifers say that a lot of times when it comes to, to, uh, getting people to think deeply about this, uh, or change their mind even, 
sometimes it just takes showing them a picture. Yeah. Because a lot, what a lot of this hasn't come, you know, uh, why we're even having some of this, these debates and these arguments and talks and stuff is because quite honestly, some people just haven't thought too deeply about it and haven't thought about the reality of the situation. Right. And so when they're confronted with a picture of a baby, a, now a dead baby outside of the womb, they see it and they're like, oh, shoot. Yeah, that's one. They get freaked out. Like, I don't want to see that. Well, yeah. OK, break that down. Why don't you want to see that? If it's just a clump of cells, if it's just a parasite, if it if it doesn't matter, why? Why don't you want to see that? Um. And then when you see it, it's a baby because it looks like a baby. And they know that it's a baby and they go, holy crap. Uh, yeah, that mm, I don't like that. That's a baby. Yeah. yeah. You brought up a good point about just like from the doctor's perspective, right? Like, you, I, I don't know. I wasn't even thinking about that. But like the mental health of the doctor as well, like for you, to, like you said, you have to be so callous. And, and become so numb to it. You have to, to even continue doing that. Cause I think again, to the point, I think it's it, at the depths of everybody, you, we know what it is. Um, but yeah. And you also talked about like, you know, thinking like the doctor or one of this doctor you were talking about, like thinking they're doing it for the betterment of society or like, you know, for the woman or for women. And, and that speaks to the sociological argument, right. Which we'll move on to now, um, which is, you know, of course, everybody says abortion is pro-women and it's, you know, women's health. And this is good for society. It's good for women. It's good for equality. And um, uh, I would argue against that, obviously. Um, I don't think it's good for society at all for us to uh, kill children, uh, kill babies in the womb. Um, I don't think that's a um, a good thing. And, and the comment here is pretty much simply that, which is that it's bad policy for a society to support the termination of pregnancies. Um, and it just is, I mean, you know, uh, there's not much more to that. It's just, um, you know, I, I saw something earlier and this kind of speaks to the kind of a logical, uh, which we'll, we'll move on to in a second. Um, but I actually saw it on Instagram. I think you might even tag me in it. Um, the argument that, you know, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to broad brush the pro choice. I'm just trying to let people know what people are saying and that there's a lot of nuance and complexities within that argument on the left, because, Again, they don't have much to stand on, so they just there has to constantly come up with new be things because they move the goalposts every other day. And that's what it is. Yeah, there's just so many different things because y there's just nothing to stand on. There's no firm ground to stand on um, on that side of the argument. And so, you know, the, this particular two people were claiming that abortion was good for society because why would we raise children in a world that is dying because of climate change? <laughs> uh, you know, they're going to die in 30 years and they're going to be, you know, the extinction of the human race is at stake. You know, the human race is going to be extinct. But the irony there, which was pointed out by, uh, what's her name? Cooper? I, wanna, I can't remember her name. Um, anyway, uh, the irony there pointed out by the person that kind of highlighted this on Instagram <laughs> was that you're talking about the extinction of the human race while you're extinguishing an actual human. Yeah. Like while you're killing an actual human, you're worried about the extinction of the human race. Um, 55 million babies have been aborted, murdered, killed, terminated, whatever you want to say, since 1973 up until 2015. And so it's above the 55. But, it's about 63. But that's what we're doing. There you go. 63 million babies have been murdered. Um 
up to this point since since seventy three. It's about three thousand a day every day in America. Yeah, that's a nine eleven every day, guys. Um, that that's what's happening, and so you know it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's sad. Um, I don't think that's at all good for society. Um, and so there's the sociological argument. I'm sure there are much stronger arguments for that um, that idea that it, again, this isn't wise um, for any healthy society to be doing. Um, I mean, I just mentioned this. So I, I mentioned this guy's testimony um, real quick, uh, and and yep. just do with it what you want, but. Um, because I, you know, again, I don't know, I don't know what everybody thinks about this guy, but Tim Tebow. Generally speaking, he's a very loved guy. He's a very, he's he's an awesome guy. Also, is very firm in his faith, and you know, will not, you know, will not back down when it comes to that. Um, has done so many great things uh, through his foundations and and uh, and things like that uh, for um, for people with disabilities and. Uh, has done a ton of uh, missionary work, um, different tra- you know traveling different areas of the world, and a lot of a lot of that stuff. His parents were missionaries growing up, and they were in the Philippines when they were pregnant with Tim. And the doctors there, again, it was you're talking about the Philippines, you know, back in the eighties. It was not even close to what you know what they have medically in America and the doctors there were saying like they were basically, they were just about a hundred percent with it. You know, that she was, she was nine months. She was near, you know, near the end of the pregnancy and, and they were basically firm. Like if you go through with this birth, you're going to die. The mom, his mom. So obviously like that's, that's horrible to hear a super hard situation. Um, but his mom was like, was like, I'm getting chills. As I'm about to say it. his mom was like, then, then that's God's time to take me. Uh, but this baby's mm-hmm. coming, you know, this, this boy needs to see the world and this boy, this boy needs to live. And they went through with it. And that boy was Tim, Tim Tebow. This, this man that has come and done amazing things for the, like literally the entire world. And millions of people and uh and his mom is alive and well to this day and uh so again is that the situation for everybody no i understand that um but there's a lot of situations out there like that there's organizations there's literally whole organizations built around uh uh people who were were you know the the product of rape but they're, you know, obviously they didn't get aborted because they're still here because they're people because they're people from conception. And <laughs> they uh, they go on and do amazing things um, because their their mom didn't kill them. And they're just so thankful, one, to their mom and, and two, like spreading the message like, hey, look, it, it isn't always just going to turn out horrible. Uh, you know, cause a lot of the turning out the quote unquote, turning out horrible, that's so much, you know, that that's all decision-making, you know, to, to the mom, to the guy involved, like, cause we're not at all advocating that, you know, that the, uh, this, this sperm donating man, donating man, you know, just runs away from the situation. Like he needs a hundred percent needs to be held accountable. And, and I don't know I, the held accountable. I don't know what you do with that. 
legally, you know, that type of thing. Uh, but like, you know, Dave Chappelle made the joke and I don't necessarily like the joke, but the reason that it's a joke is because it also sort of has some truth to it where he said, uh, he, he said, man, if women have the choice to, uh, to kill those babies, well, guess what? I got the choice to abandon it. <laughs> and it's like, that kind of makes you laugh. And it's like, ah, wait a second. That's, oh, that's some hard yeah. truth. I gotta, I gotta feel right there. Cause, cause it, it, you know, that's the society we live in. Um, right. And I don't even know where, what topic we're on, but <laughs> <laughs> you're good. Well, well, I think what you just said takes us right into the logic, right? Because I think going that route, um, I think, cause we even, you know, and, and this is, we're going to also mention, you know, the our common argument of no uterus, no opinion and how illogical that is. Um, you know, and the reality is, um, there are a lot of men who don't speak up around this issue, um, because it is kind of a get out of jail free card that they didn't ask for, but they've won the lottery of the liberal left and they're advocating to absolve men of their responsibility of stepping up and, and not dealing and with the consequences of their sex. Of that's having it. Sex. That's it. And, and, and they're okay with that. And then the, you know, and so, yeah, there are a lot of men that won't speak up and it seems, you know, so obviously they're, they're okay with the, the, the pro abortion movement because it, it, it they believe like, like you said, they can be absolved of their, their, their responsibility and, um, not be held accountable for the, the consequences and, uh, of, like you said, of, of, of having sex, um, outside of a context in which they were ready for children. Um, and so, you know, I guess that, that goes right to the logical argument, but, um, I'm, you know, the pro life people were advocating for people to be logical. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, it is I based in logic um, that men should be held responsible. Um, they should not be able to abandon uh, women, pregnant women and their children. Um, you know, yeah. Advocating for all of the things that need to be done so that women feel like they're empowered and enabled to parent um, the, the child uh, when it's born. Um, is everything that pro-life people stand for, as we talked about earlier, like very early on in this discussion, which is that, you know, the church and pro-life people aren't just like pro-birth and then just disappear. But logically, um, all of these things need to be dealt with and addressed. And they are, they are being addressed. Um, you know, so it's, it's just illogical to say that nobody should have an, uh, an opinion on it because you're, you don't have a uterus, you're not a woman. And just one last thing on that. Every other act of injustice in our world, we expect others outside of the injustice to speak up. We ask others to speak up, whether that was you, uh, you know, who, you know, when I say you as the listener, uh, understanding the Black Lives Matter movement and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. You asked others that weren't black to speak up because you thought something unjust, you know, unjust, unjust happened, um, you know, when animals are abused. You ask people who aren't animals, <laughs> obviously, to speak up. Um, and so here we are. Um, no, I'm not a woman. 
no, I'm not a fetus or a child. Um, but I'm speaking up because there is an injustice happening and it needs to be dealt with. Um, and so the logic of no uterus, no opinion, I just, I don't, it doesn't stand on anything. It's not logical. I mean, imagine this, uh, saying a, you know, a, a fetus quote unquote, or a baby is not a person. It's the same logic as saying, uh, a black slave was not a person, which we know was used. Um, yeah. But no uterus, no opinions. So in other words, if you're not a woman, or I'm, I'm sorry, a, a uterus-holding person, uh, if you're not that, then you can't speak about this issue. Yeah. How would that have worked with slavery? If you're not... So in other words, in that same using the same logic, if you're not black, then you can't speak up against slavery. How would that have worked out? So... You know, it, 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 it again, one of the one of the foundational points of how people can get away with these evils is if they ingrain certain ideals. And one is and we see this all throughout history with evils like slavery uh, and, and just generally torturing groups of people is when you when you deem certain groups of people as not people. So when you just arbitrarily yeah. say, you know what, I don't like them over there, so I'm gonna just keep promoting that they're not people, they're not persons, they don't have they don't have yep. personhood value as a human being. Then you can once you do that and you remove that away from 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 a person, you know, and 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 you do and you, again you do that, uh, you can at that point you could literally do whatever you want. You know, that's that's why uh, right. that's why they say things like it's just a clump of cells. That's why, you know, it's just a parasite um, because they don't they're, they're take They took the personhood away from it, from the baby and said, you're not a person. So now I can do whatever I want to you. Uh, you know, black person, you're not a person. So I own you now um, or name any other any other slave trade throughout human history, because slavery always existed up until Western civilization. Uh, we don't need to get in that talk, but uh, you know, the, and, and it's, it's, been, that's what Hitler did. You know, Jews are not full people, not full, not a, uh, not, they're not worthy of full personhood. Like, uh, like, like the Aryan race and things like that. Like once you, once you have scales of personhood and you know what peoples are worth more and have more value than the people that are lower, you can do anything to them. You, yeah. And that's, that's what this is. That's the foundation. One of the foundational points of this, um, other than, you know, just being evil because anything like that is rooted in, in sin, rooted in evil. But like, that's, that's one of the ways they get away with this. All this started with evil. All this started with uh, Margaret Sanger and and her eugenics and things like that, and wanted to wanted to erase the the black population, and said, you know what? I'm going to have them do it for us by promoting these ideologies and and saying, you know what? Hey, you're not ready for a baby. You know what? We'll take care of that for you. We'll get rid of it. Why do you think the black population hasn't grown? past you know 13 to 15 percent over the last like century it's because uh, what's well, few different reasons but one of them is one of them is abortion and like that was start that was that was 
part of the purpose of starting Planned Parenthood. What was that? Literally, like you can you can go back yep. there, you know, and see all that. Um, see her writings about that. She called, uh, oh, man, what's uh, what's the book Hitler wrote? Uh, mein Kampf. Um, she called in, in a personal letter that she wrote uh, that that has been discovered. She she called Mein Kampf her Bible. Mm. Yeah, I mean, every horrifying, tragic event that we look back at is kind of like a widespread big event in history, whether it's slavery, right, three-fifths of a person, so dehumanizing slaves, black people, African people, um, and then the Holocaust, um, you know, they were, what was the language that was used? Um, man, it's, I'm totally blanking. Um, but it was the same ideology of just like dehumanizing them, making sure we didn't see them as human. Um, and then the same thing's obviously happening here. Um, but just also to follow the logic of people generally, you know, uh, I know there's arguments out there about, you know, policing and like, oh, because policing started off, you know, as such and such, you got to throw the whole thing out. Okay, well, if you believe that, then follow that same logic. Like, follow the same logic. Uh, abortion literally started because, at least the structure it has now, because of plant, you know, Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood, um, which is they wanted to kill black babies. And, and, and literally, the quote is, uh, what was it? Um, extinguish, either along the lines of extinguishing the, the Negro race or. Um, halting uh, their reproduction Negro so they population grow as a race. Yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know. You know, again, just along the logic idea there, like we got to be consistent. That's what logic is. Um, so, you know, be consistent. Follow that to its logical conclusion um, if you genuinely feel that way. Like that's the history of abortion. Um, and quite frankly, that's still what's happening. Um, <clears throat> black babies are primarily the, the ones being aborted. Um, the rate is ridiculous. Um, and I don't have the numbers on hand right in front of me. Um, the statistics were from a, uh, Oh, it was a liberal media outlet. Um, and the article was pro abortion. And I, this is where, so that's where I got the statistics, but in like Alabama, though, black women make up maybe like 17% or 20% of the population they're responsible for 80% of the abortions in the state. And that was the case. It was those similar numbers. Um, you know, it might've been the lower end might've been like 17% of the population with like 60% of the abortions, but it might've been the lowest there, but there were like five States listed there. And that is, that's consistent, um, consistently the case. Um, so, you know, that, yeah, I mean, to your so, point about just black people being targeted with that, um, well, two things. Also, another stat, I believe it was like from 2016 or 17, around that time. Um, if you saw a pregnant woman, a pregnant black woman in New York City, there was a higher likelihood, higher percentage chance that she was going to abort that baby than actually keep the baby. I believe it was like 52% or something It was yeah. the abortion rate. Yeah. That's one thing. Two, <clears throat> I definitely could see people... You know, saying, "Oh, you're bringing up minorities, you're bringing up black people, and and you know their their high rate of abortion, that whole thing." Like, yeah, that you know maybe that's bad, but they're doing it because you know mostly poor areas, you know, a lot of times are minority areas. Uh, 
Yes, but stick with me for a second. So, number one, no matter what the economic situation of the person, that doesn't get rid of the fact that abortion is evil. Yes. Like, that doesn't justify murder. You know, number one. And two, everything that we've said that we're also very much about, so keep the baby, pro-family, the man needs to be in the situation, all of those areas that are, are, you know, economically suffering and stuff like that are also areas that have a very low marriage rate. Also, you know, if they are married, it's a very low or very high divorce rate um, and very high crime area. Crime is a choice, you know, that you don't have to go and, you know, rob somebody. You don't have to go and kill somebody. You don't have to go and steal that car. You know, that's all a choice. So as a whole, everything we're saying builds up a strong, good society. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, this episode and all, and, and the, the major talking points of what's going on in the culture right now is centered on abortion. You know, and the left tries to bring up all these other issues, these external issues, uh, the surroundings, the, the, the economics, the stuff like that. Um, but like, again, that does none of that ever justifies murder being okay at any point. And, and again, too, everything that else that we're advocating as also, you know, kind of is a part of this being the, from the pro-life stance, uh, pro-family and all that, that builds up good communities that builds up strong, you know, society, uh, you know, the, the man in the household, the, you know, uh, 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 you know, because, uh, in minority neighborhoods, um, the, the, the single motherhood rate is like astronomical. It's ridiculous. Uh, if men somehow, again, I don't know how this would happen. I haven't really thought a whole lot deeply into this specific issue, like how to hold men accountable, but you know, the, if if that was done somehow if and and it's this is also like a ideological thing this is a philosophical thing within society um it's what's pushed in the culture that's why these these talks matter because you need to have voices that start to change what what the the general talk is in the culture because that talk back. yeah yeah that that talk affects that 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 worldview affects what happens in society and uh so you know when <laughs> and like this is gonna be weird come from me because i love hip-hop i'm all about rap but like when all of secular mainstream and and what is you know the the well-known rap that's out there is all talking about killing the same people from your own community and you know just just using women for you know as pieces of meat and things like that and going to get your money no matter how you know by any means like that doesn't lift up a community that actually makes a community worse mm-hmm. but but this that same community lifts up those voices you see yeah. what i'm saying so yeah for sure so like there's a there's a whole there's a whole thing to this <laughs> yeah no you're absolutely right and I, and to your point um you know and people may say and it's absolutely true that you know people are a product of their environment and so that's why they rap about those things because they they were they were 
in some sense, victims to their circumstances. And, and okay, I, I, to an extent I do, I see that, but the reality is as pro-lifers, um, we're advocating to meet all of those things that Aaron just talked about. Like we are advocating to meet all of those needs. Yeah. You can legislate men being held accountable. I mean, we already have uh, child support. Like that's one step away from like, no, be present, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we can't legislate these things. And I will say, um, I think a lot of people on the left, a lot of people, and I think all sides do this. I don't want to just keep saying the left as if like, whatever, but we can't see politicians as the voice for these movements. They, they suck. They, (laughs) they don't, they're not representative of the voices of these actual movements. And so I don't think Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Chuck Schumer, whoever on the left is the the voice of the pro-choice movement. I think they're just puppets of the pro-choice movement. Um, I don't think that, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, Donald Trump are uh, voices from the pro-life movement. Quite frankly, please don't look at a Republican and think that that's what we mean by pro-life. They will throw you a, a pro-life bone legislatively and say I'm pro-life, but never actually legislate anything to actually help, um, you know, whether it's the family or, or, uh, some type of welfare for the mother, um, actually again, address the healthcare, um, pregnancies should not be expensive. Like you get pregnant and then you have to pay all this money just to have your child. It's kind of ridiculous to me. Um, you know, uh, childcare is expensive. And I'm not sitting here, I'm a conservative. I don't sit, you know, sit here and say that everything should be free because it's not free and that's not good for the economy, honestly. Um, but man, I'm, I mean, as a pro-life person, as a conservative, I'm saying let's advocate to meet all of these needs. You know, if you feel like economically you're not at a place to be able to like take this child and actually raise it, then there's something we need to do as a society to say that should not be the case. And yes, pro-lifers, pro-lifers believe that, that something needs to change, whether it's legislation, whether it's um, societal uh, welfare. And when I say societal welfare, I mean, instead of like a government run welfare, but like, which is already happening, churches show up to provide diapers and, um, you know, formula or whatever the case may be. Um, long story short, like we are advocating for those needs to be met. And so there's really ultimately should be no excuse to feel like, oh, I can't have this child. I'm not prepared to have this child. And there should be either the government or society or neighbors in place that that essentially meet the need, um, so that it removes the the whatever you think is the cause for you wanting to get an abortion. And let me, you just you know, you brought up churches. This this brought this to mind. Uh, if if you're if you're a woman, you know, struggling, and you know, but you just you know, you're gonna have this baby, but you have no idea how it's all gonna work out, like. Just go to a local church. We 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 live in an America. Yeah. We live in America where there's like there's like three churches on every corner. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous, honestly. That could be a whole yeah. other topic. But so so go to a local church and and tell them your situation. And say like I need help. And if they say no or or just throw you out the door, go to the next church because <laughs> I get I guarantee you. I mean, okay, like I can't show you this with facts because like I just don't know even how you would look this up but like i guarantee you that within your town or your surrounding you know two or three towns that touch your town there's at least one church most likely more there's at least one church that will 
completely help you the entire way. Yeah. And and want to get involved in, you know, in, in your life and help you and 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 reach out to you, you know, with whatever you need. Like I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I almost don't even want to like the premise that if the first one doesn't like I just it it's so it's gotta be so rare that that would ever I, even I, be the case. There's some really, like, it's there's just, some bad churches out there, bro. For sure, for <laughs> sure. But that's the thing. So that's the thing though. But I feel like that's what they're seeing on social media. You know, like that that type of Christian is what they're seeing. And they think that like all churches are or that feel that they have that sentiment. And I I mean I promise you like this especially I mean we're in New Jersey. Uh so I'll speak for that. But like all the churches that I've been to and and I often I'm you know, I, I'm not just like sitting in a pew and just like show up one day. I'm talking about like actually being involved, actually knowing people, actually fellowship fellowshipping with people, pastors and ministry and all that. Like I've I promise you, you will be served, you will not be judged. Um nothing along those lines. Like it's just not the case. Um so to your point, I mean, uh, 99.9% of the time, I genuinely believe you're going to be served. And, um, and even if they don't already have yeah. like a, you know, like a, an official ministry set up for these type of things, like they put out words to the congregation, you know, or, or to certain people, like there's going to just be people that want to help you, Yep. you know, um, that's just, that's, that, 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 if, if you're somebody listening, that's not a, you know, church going person or even a believer, but like you know, maybe you're going through the situation. Uh, take our word for it. Just go and go and try it. You know, you're struggling. You don't know what to do. Like just go to a local church and, and just reach out to them. Even, even just call them, you know, because every church yeah. has, you know, some way you can get a hold of them uh, yeah. or message them on Facebook or something. And, and you will get help guaranteed. Yeah. Hundred yep. percent, you will get help. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Gospel and Culture podcast. If you're interested in hearing the rest of this conversation, please stay tuned and check back on this platform for the next parts of the conversation. And as always, you can find our content on our website, which is linked in the description below. God bless.